0: In sub-Saharan Africa, a third of all pregnant women have malaria. That's according to scientists writing in the Journal of the American Medical Association. And even more expectant mothers have sexually transmitted infections, so they have a dual burden on pregnancy, leading to low birth weight and a high risk of stillbirth or neonatal death. I asked Matthew Chico, who led the research, about the implications of these alarming statistics and about what
1: potentially can be done. We can do a few different things, and we're we're actually looking at a combination uh, treatment, a preventive treatment for malaria in pregnancy that would also provide protection uh, against sexually transmitted diseases, the curable uh, sexually transmitted uh, diseases as well. And so as women come for antenatal care in their first visit, their second, their third visit, they would receive a preventive treatment that should first clear what would be malaria infection infection of the placenta at that moment and provide a preventive window between antenatal visits and uh, ideally offering this protective effect against your sexually transmitted diseases as well. The idea is just to get that fetus uh, every opportunity for full growth and development until delivery, a full-term pregnancy.
0: And just how realizable is that, and, uh, and, and what do we need to do?
1: It, it is certainly re- realizable. Uh, what we need to do is continue with several different studies, uh, randomized clinical trials, which will compare the treatment, a combined treatment, anti-malarial treatment and anti-STD treatment, against what is currently provided. There's a treatment that is given. It's not providing the same protection against malaria as it should, um, but we are comparing those alternatives uh, at present. There's also a potential approach of offering a screening uh, for malaria and treating accordingly. The challenge with that, it, and and that it's, it's a viable alternative, uh, the challenge is that When women have infected placentas, uh, the placenta infected with malaria, it's not easily diagnosed uh, through conventional means. You don't know that she has an infected placenta until delivery, and you can't do much then.
0: So basically, there's a lot to be said for just treating people anyway. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But you're treating pregnant
1: women. Aren't there dangers in that? You know, there's always a, a in a sense, a, a, a trade off between action and no action. And as uh, the World Health Organization currently recommends, preventive treatment, providing fancidar or sulfidoxine pyrimethamine, providing that to women is to reduce the risk of malaria in pregnancy. To not provide it, you result in you know, much worse uh, birth outcomes. So it's really a measure of Uh, If you're living in a malarious area, you provide treatment. And that's
0: hundreds of thousands of babies who will not die. Certainly. So what then
1: is the call for action? What we urgently need to do is uh, evaluate, continue evaluating, the combination uh, treatment uh, which addresses this dual burden in pregnancy, this dual burden of disease. There aren't many infections that are widely common and can be, easily prevented to have such a profound effect on maternal, fetal, and neonatal outcomes. This is one area that we can actually have considerable effect. And we want to, perhaps more than anything else, increase the birth weight of these newborns because it's the prevalence of low birth weight that has young newborns entering this world with compromised resources to ward off uh, infections that, that they encounter in the first few days of life.
0: Matt Chico of the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. For Audio News, I'm Peter Goodwin.